All right, guys, what is up? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley with my co-host, Lena Del Rey. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, it is um, a beautiful Friday. 66 um, degrees. Mm-hmm, here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And we are really excited. We're going to have Tia on today. This is like part two of the fittest people in the universe mm-hmm. show. So we had Matt Fraser on earlier this week. And now Tia is the four-time CrossFit champion. Uh, she did four years straight, and then so, she but she also got second. Yeah, j- two, two two times, times she in a row, was runner up, which was and, very similar to Matt. Yeah, so they kind of have similar stories. Mm-hmm. But um, as you know, if you listened to last week's um, podcast, they train together, which is kind of cool. So now we get saw Matt's side. Now we get to see Tia's side. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really exciting. Exciting. And I was really pumped up and motivated for, after talking to Matt and kind of yeah. It's a lot, like, what they go through. I mean, it's It's insane, especially, like, all the different workouts that they do. Mm -hmm. I, like, watched... I mean, I I, I watched a few documentaries, and I've actually watched on ESPN, like, the CrossFit Games. It's insane what these people's bodies Mm -hmm. can do. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely mind-blowing. I don't know if I would personally be able to do everything that they do four years in a row, let alone, like, 40 minutes in a row, but I would... I'm just I'm the, just the dedication and the yeah. commitment. And I, I think what's really interesting is one of, there were a lot of like common, um, I think there's a lot there, yeah, of both of them between and, their drives and like mm-hmm. what, we'll but, but one of the big ones is that is kind of even relatable for me on a, a much smaller scale, right. I believe is, uh, just the naysayers and the negativity when it comes to social media and how they can't let that, they can't allow that to, yeah, um, to dictate how they're training is going to be that day. Motivators. Right. You got to use that. going to hate. You got to use the haters as like motivation. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited to to interview her. It was really cool getting to know Matt yeah. and, and his regimen and, and training style. And um, I want to see so. like her side of it because there's always two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. And they talked or Matt talked a little bit how they got like that brother sister mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. excited to see what Tia has to say. And, and Tia is from uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. 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 Which will be cool. Well, sweet. Fun. I'm excited to meet this yeah. lady. Yeah. Let's bring Tia on and welcome her to the podcast. And I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you, Tia, so much for joining us today on the Reborn podcast. It's uh, truly an, an honor and a pleasure to meet you and to kind of like dig deep and to learn a little bit more about you. And so our, our listeners can learn about you and your journey and how you have become the, is it four times fittest woman on earth now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. We have to uh, keep count for that one. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So let's just start out with some basics. Where are you from originally? Uh, so I'm actually uh, from, a, well, it's not really small anymore, but it, this is, it's like a beachy town on, in Queensland called the Sunshine Coast um, and uh, back in Australia. I should probably specify that if people <laughs> don't understand my accent, but um yeah, so I'm originally from Australia, and now I currently live in Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Okay, what part of Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cookville, Tennessee. Oh, Cookville. Okay, cool. Nice. It's just out of Nashville, so yeah. And Nashville's how? A cool area, so. And how old are you? I I'm oh, how old am I? Twenty seven. 
Sorry, I had to think about that. <laughs> yes, I know how that is. Uh, so just can you just start out like with uh, a little bit about what your background and fitness is, what you grew up doing, and what was it that led you into CrossFit? Yeah, well, um, so I used to I used to do a whole bunch of sports when I was growing up. Um, you know, for me, I was very sporty, very competitive, and uh, when I started getting right into, you know, trying to qualify for different levels, uh, I actually pursued running, and that was either cross-country or athletics. One part of the year for the first six months was cross-country, and then the second half of the year was athletics. And, um, you know, I would go out and represent my state at nationals. Um, at that time, that was as far as you could go. So, um, you know, I, I guess I've always tried to um, progress further and get as far as you can and just see how good you can really be. Um, and then, you know, uh, as you get older, you try and find a career and, and pursue that. But um, you know, deep down, I knew that that wasn't really something that I wanted to do, um, you know, deep down in my heart. And so from there, I, um, I actually just, you know, stumbled across CrossFit through my boyfriend, uh, Shane, who is now my husband and my coach. And so, um, he actually was playing rugby um, and, you know, in the off-season, him and his team, we they stumbled across this CrossFit gym and, and focused on their fitness and he thought that that was something that I would really like. And at the time, I was trying to find something. Uh, I wasn't doing running at the time, but I was wanting to get back into it. Um, I had a bit of a break when I was trying to go to university and, um Basically, you know, my very first day at a CrossFit class, I didn't like it. And so I never went back for like two <laughs> months until I awkwardly had to commit when the owner of the gym just kept persuading me to, to come back and, and try it out again. Um, and so so it's not necessarily for everyone, but once I gave it, I was a little bit more open-minded. I gave it a second chance. I was hooked by the end of the month and, um, you know, one thing led to another, and now I've been to the Olympics. I've won the Commonwealth Games in weightlifting, and I've also won. Essentially, I'm the fittest woman in history. So that's awesome! Congratulations. Um, I'm just curious because I know your your husband now. He's your coach. So how is that working with him? Like the dynamic between or differentiating between, okay, today you're going to be my husband versus today your coach. Yeah. You know, there definitely has those days. Um, and this is a question that comes up very regularly. Yeah. Uh, I think it I can imagine it's, <laughs> it's something that a lot of people uh, are very intrigued in, but for us, it happens so organically. Um, you know, when it comes to training, I know that he is pushing me because that's what I need to do and it's going to benefit me. Um, I know that whenever it comes to workouts that aren't necessarily workouts that um, are satisfying, you know, they're really, really hard. I know that it's not a personal attack. Um, it's things that are going to push me towards my goal. And because I understand that um, and I respect that, it allows me to embrace what I'm doing. Um, and don't get me wrong, you know, there's always days where I'm just like, hey, like, uh, 
just we're not doing this or you yeah. know I definitely push back every so often I'm a female of course I do um and then when it comes to competing uh you know he is definitely the boss so whatever goes that is that is what I need to do as time has progressed though I don't necessarily really need him or, or um rely on him per se um just because He's prepared me so well and we've been doing this for so long now that I can – I just know what I, I need to do. But yeah. we very rarely argue when it comes to competing, um, which I think is quite fascinating. And, you know, it. I am s- somewhat stubborn, so is he, but I'm allowed to put a lot of those emotions aside because we have a job to do when it comes to competing. Right. <clears throat> so you mentioned before going to school and you were trying to – find your way again during school and like kind of that gap before CrossFit. If you weren't who you are today, the fittest woman on earth, what would you be doing? Uh, That's a good question. Um, Honestly, I would actually be uh, working for a mine back home in Australia. um, And I would be probably uh, a lab technician or a, um, they call them like a uh, specialist and I would be, uh, you know, analyzing samples and everything, doing shift work, day shift, night shift, um, working a very, um, you know, just working a job that allows me to work half a year, which is great, has great pay, has really good um, benefits, but doesn't really have a fulfilling vibe to it um Mm -hmm. if you will Mm -hmm. so with the pressures of being a female and social media was there a time because I, I can imagine that all of this kind of you know it was very organic in the beginning where you know you wanted to find something that pushed you because you were always competitive you were a competitive runner and like with the track and and then you found something that basically let your lit your soul on fire again at what point was it when you started deciding that you are going to go after this that you are going to compete in the games and with social media did that play a role in the pressure that you feel um so I think when I very first started um for me I didn't really know what Instagram was about um and I specifically say Instagram because you know we have Facebook at somewhat of an early age, you know, all of our friends have it and everything. And it's more of like a way to connect with friends that maybe live in a different location to you. Um, so I, I, I didn't understand why or how people utilize social media in order to grow their platforms and everything. That was, that was very new to me. Um, and um, as I progressed and as I realized I wanted to build a brand and become a professional athlete um, which you know it took me a few years after being you know the fittest woman on earth and proving myself um, not just to myself but to a lot of people in the space I still didn't necessarily as a professional athlete um, to the Olympics and so 
you know, over those years, I had to become familiar and, and try and understand social media. And social media is ruthless. Um, yeah. You know, it can really bring an individual down. It's not something that, you know, we, we try and be positive. We try and, uh, you know, encourage people to go out after their dreams and everything but there are definitely people out there that try and bring you down along the way and when I first started to realize like I wanted to go out and do this this was it was due to haters it was because people said that I couldn't go out and do it they said that I didn't have what it took and they said that I wasn't confident enough and here, I you just, know, I just want to stop you for a second with, with these people whenever yeah. you know you're saying like haters um were these people that you personally knew or were they just social media keyboard ninjas? At this time, it was people that I knew. Now uh, it's people, you know, if I have haters that, you know, comment or anything, it's through social media. So um, I suppose you could say that the haters that initiated my fire and, and you know, my motivation to prove them wrong were people that I personally knew um, that I somewhat considered friends and then realized that they obviously weren't friends. Um, and so um, throughout that whole transition, throughout those learning curves, uh, it was, you know, I was able to harness those emotions in the right way that were going to benefit me. And I definitely don't thank them, but I definitely am so grateful that I got to see those people in that light because it did help me stay stay focused and, you know, essentially set a, a dream that now I've made a reality. Um, and with that in mind, with, with, you know, looking back on that journey, it it doesn't matter what people say, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter the actions of other people. It matters how you harness and embrace them and utilize them in a way of good. Um, but, you know, I think it is important to announce and, you know, um, share just how brutal it can really be when you put yourself out there for other people to judge because, you know, um, it happens to everyone, whether you know them or not. There's always going to be keyboard warriors and everything. But if you're not hated, if you um, aren't getting those negative comments, you're obviously not doing something. Uh, you're obviously not doing anything, you know. Um, and so by me putting myself out there and, and having comments that aren't necessarily true or, you know, people having a, attacks at me, uh, bring it on, you know. It, it's only fueling the fire deep down inside me and it obviously they have not a lot going on in their lives for them to be commenting and stuff. So, you know, I think I'm just fortunate enough to be surrounded by such good people that I'm so satisfied within myself that I, I really am able to just truly embrace and um, turn those negative comments and, and, you know, those keyboard warriors into motivation of, oh, okay, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just keep doing me and you just keep just doing give you. Just the middle finger. Yeah, essentially. 
<laughs> so looking back on your career, is there a story that you can share of like whenever whenever you think back and like in, in retrospect, is there a story that you can share of just like your ultimate highlight and, and what that, how that was and what it felt like? Was it, you know, being in like last place and then you pulled up to first or you know can you just kind of give us a scenario of just something that of your highlight yeah just give me a highlight oh wow um (laughs) you know I think that there's been so many different highlights throughout my career for so many different reasons um you know like this year for example just because it was the most recent Crossing the finish line with my training partner. Um, I'm not too sure if you guys are familiar with it, but Matt and I had such a significant lead at the CrossFit Games that we didn't have to really push in the last workout. And so, you know, we got to hold hands crossing the line and, you know, somewhat, you know, just show the world just like, hey, this is what we we did. We committed ourselves throughout the whole season. Um, You know, even with COVID around, there's just so many things that, went against us throughout the season that we still came through on top and it just meant so much to not just myself and Matt but to Shane and our team um Shane is our coach you know my husband um and so you know that was a very special moment we are individual athletes but we we're a team at the end of the day as well and I think that that was what's so so special um it can be a very lonely road at times and when you do have people around you that support you and encourage you, um, you know, that is what is so important and I think that, you know, if there was any advice that I would give to people, it's just, you know, surround yourself with good people, people that bring you up, people that are real with you, you know, not going to tell you what you want to hear, they're people that, um, will be honest with you, but also not bring you down in, in a negative way. Um, and, you know, when you have that support network, it really does help you believe in yourself and it really does help you chase after whatever it is you want to go after. Um, and that was something that I've been able, it hasn't, it didn't happen from day one. It was something that I had to learn along the way and people have come in and out of my life. Um, but I wouldn't want it any other way. With COVID happening this year, and by the way, I just want to say I love that you always have this, with everything we've been talking about, you have this positive attitude, this positive outlook, and it's not like bullshit. It's like, okay, I went through something, and I like learned from it, and I took it with me along this journey. But with COVID happening this year, we kind of talked a little about like Matt and like how that changed his workout um, routines and like, a little bit of his struggles that he went through this year training for the games 2020. Did you have anything like similar? Like what were the hardships of training in this new world that we're living in? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Matt and I will, will together every single day going through everything. Um, I think that what's unique is even though we were together, we probably felt it differently um, yeah. to an extent uh, for me. It was having things that were out of my control, I suppose. Um, So, you know, when I look back on the COVID period, initially I didn't think it was going to affect me only because I had a lot of control within my, um, you know, I had a gym 
that I could go to every single day. And even though the gyms were shut down, I, you know, I don't know if this was just like silly of me, but I just assumed that I personally could go in and train. However, that privilege got taken away because of COVID, um, which was a huge shock. And, you know, we literally got a bunch of equipment together from Matt's garage gym because we were trying to make it work where we were just training in Matt's gym. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in such a small small space, it just gets too small. And so especially for the variety of movements we have to do on a daily basis, we needed to make a change. And so we actually went and lived in a different state for a few weeks throughout it, which were super isolated. We went and took, um, you know, a whole bunch of equipment and relocated ourselves for the season to just be able to train and remove ourselves away from just just the unnecessary uh, distractions, complications, yeah. if, if you will. Um, and so that was interesting. That was really challenging, um, I guess, because I just assumed that, you know, I, I wouldn't be affected, um, even though I also had, you know, a broken heart for everyone that were really affected throughout that time. I felt like I had put in place things that were were going to allow me to continue on with my daily lifestyle. And, you know, I I suppose compared to your average person that goes to a job, you know, nine to five, has to travel to work, everything like that, my life is somewhat isolated. You know, I, I train, eat, sleep, repeat, and that is literally my life. So, um, there isn't a lot of things that, uh, need to really, um, be changed if if you will like yeah. it, it's really hard to explain but when people were starting to get into lockdown I was like whoa like this is this is my life normally yeah. like <laughs> there's really not a whole lot changing um, except for a gym you know my my sport requires me to have a facility that I can do so much um, and so when that's taken away yeah you definitely get affected but it's also my responsibility in order to make sure that I just do things that I can control and I can focus on. Um, and that was something that I needed to to really hone into and really understand. And it, it took me a couple of weeks, but, um, you know, because everything was just so up in the air, everything was uncertain, you know, we didn't even know if we were going to have competitions and everything. That was also very hard to train for. Um, so once we really just started to think, hey, look, as long as we are just staying fit, strong and healthy throughout this time, if there is a competition that comes up, we will be ready and we will not be, you know, stressing out because we're unfit and, and you know, we haven't put in the work throughout this off time. So, um, you know, it was really, really challenging and really hard at the time, but it all paid off in the end and, you know, I'm just so grateful that we just stuck to it and focused on what we could control. So Matt had mentioned, because we interviewed him on Monday, he had mentioned uh, that he had, he's had other training partners in the back in in the past, some males. And I don't know if he's trained with other females. He Mm -hmm. said that there was something different about you. He said that he has never met anyone like Tia 
who has that drive <laughs> and the competitiveness. So this is a two-part question. Um, I kind of, I don't think we know how you and Matt met, how that was. And then also like, I really just want to spend like the, you know, the last bit of our time talking about that drive that you have and where it comes from and what is it that just keeps you going? I mean, I feel like for a lot of people in today's world, they will get a championship and they would feel like, oh yeah, they did it. But for you and and Matt as well, um, not only did you win like one, but you have won multiple in a row. Um, so yeah, just kind of understanding like the, the dynamic between you and Matt, um, how you guys met and how you knew that this is a training partner that I can train with and not going to be distracting. He's going to be serious. Um, what was it within you that just, that keeps your high competitiveness and then how does it keep you going? Yeah. Um, well, so Matt and I really didn't know, each other aside from what we've seen on social media or documentaries um, until really like 24 months ago. So um, initially what happened was in 2018, Shane and I made the decision to move to the state from Australia and this was simply to be closer with sponsors, build my brand. You know, there's so many more opportunities here in the States that it's so important that I capitalize on this because, you know, in five years' time, who knows where I will be, what I'll be doing, you know, will I still be competing? Most likely the older you get and, and the more you've been in the space, you know, the the more, you know, the harder it is to really stay motivated and um, it's just one of those things that, like, you have a small window to capitalize on, on you being at your prime. And that's what I'm trying to take advantage of. Um, and you know, the inevitable is that you get old and, and, you know, you move on and your interests change and everything, you know, Shane and I, we've been together now for 12 years. Um, and one day we'll want to have a family of our own. Um, and so, you know, we really thought that, hey, if we want to make this work, we need to go over and we need to go to the States. So October 5th, 2018, we moved to Cookville, Tennessee from Australia and we were training here, getting on with our life. We had no intention of training with anyone in particular. We just, we wanted to be at a good facility. We wanted to make sure that we were accessible essentially. And a couple of months were, you know, went on and I got this phone call from Matt Fraser. And the only interaction I really had with him in the past was just a, hey, how's it going? You know, passing at competitions. And he asked me, hey, like, are you training? And I was like, yep, I'm training. Um, you know, I, I just thought it was very strange that he was asking me, like, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yep, like full on training, man, like. And he's like, so like, if I come down, will you train with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, no, no worries. Um, you know, like Shane programs for me, like you can, you can do your training alongside me, whatever. We'll just go to the gym and be there at the same time. You know, it is important to be surrounded by like-minded people. It just allows you to understand that, Hey, you're not the only one in it. Um, especially on those really hard days that you're pushing. And so, he literally got in his vehicle with his uh, fiance, and they traveled down. I, I think it was like 18 to 19 oh. hours 
and got here like the next day um, and we literally started training together and we haven't haven't stopped since. Um, and like Shane, my husband, he was like writing my program up on the whiteboard just as we do every single day. And uh, Matt's like, hey, I like this. You know, do you mind if I jump in? We're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Do whatever you want. And, we, you know, at the time we just thought that he would jump in with some things. I'd do some of his stuff. Like, you know, it would really just happen. Like we'd just take it day by day. But before we knew it, he literally just started doing everything that I was doing. Um, and Shane would, you know, ask if Matt wanted to do anything in particular and, you know, we would involve anything like that. Um, and it just happened so organically that Shane became Matt's coach and was guiding and helping him. And, you know, I think that a lot of people are amazed by that because Matt doesn't necessarily classify anyone that has coached him except for his weightlifting coach and so um you know for that to it just it just shows a lot um obviously I'm I'm very biased he's my husband but (laughs) it just goes to show a lot of um just how incredible Shane is to have trust by Matt Fraser um because that just doesn't come very lightly um and you know it, it it just it happened where Matt feels safe and, and can trust Shane that he has his right intentions uh, because, you know, as, as you get more relevant, there's a lot more snakes in the grass. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talk <laughs> about talk about like your drive a little bit. What is it that um, and maybe just even, you know, as yeah. we wrap up the podcast, like where can people is 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 the drive that you have of like wanting to be on the top is that something that you think that you have always had embedded into you or is that something as you continue on in your career you it, it's a learned skill it's like a learned almost like a, an aggression like a, a good positive aggression of just wanting to be the hardest working person in the room what like where does that yeah. come from and how do you keep it so um Sorry, to, to like go back to like your original question, uh, I would consider Matt and I very, very similar in regards to this, but we are also very different, which is where this whole brother-sister relationship is. You know, we will have arguments for days, um, but then like, you know, we are binded by blood in a way, you know, it, it's one of those unique situations and relationships that we have, but um what is so similar and also like what drives me personally is I've never, I've not always had the desire to win. You know, for me being, being competitive, being a part of my sporting commitments, um, just physically being there was so satisfying. It, that was what my passion was. It was competing. It was somewhat being center of attention and, you know, going out there and pushing myself on a daily basis just to see how good I could really be. And that was, that evolved as the years progressed. And, you know, my first year of going to the CrossFit Games, like six months prior to that, I didn't even care or, or know much about the CrossFit Games. It just came to me. And once I got that um, opportunity, it was like, all right, you know, like, I want to do this. We're going to do this. So um, it, it wasn't until 2016 at the end, and I came second again, that desire 
there was just something about that competition where I knew I never, I didn't put my best foot forward. And my desire is always to give it my absolute best. And I walked away from that competition knowing I didn't. And not because I, I gave up. I, I, I thought I, I did my absolute best. But there was that feeling of just unsatisfaction. Um, and so when that happens, you realize like, all this, there's more to what I want from this. And that's where the desire to win was. And ever since, I've ensured that I did everything in training to ensure that I was going to end up on top. Now, I would really like to reiterate, like I I don't do this to win. Winning is just a, a it's just the result of my hard work. Um, my desire to just absolutely go out there and annihilate is is what drives me and is what you know really makes me love what I do. Um, if I went out there and gave it my absolute all and still came in third, fourth, whatever, that's fine. Like I would be so happy with that. It it really doesn't come down to the result. Um, obviously, everyone wants to win, and you know it. Like winning is just so, it makes you so happy, but it's the effort that you really put in um, that really makes you satisfied. And so, you know, I, after winning one and then two and, and now my fourth, as, as happy as I feel, I just know that I can keep getting better, which is what keeps motivating me in order to just keep pushing through and, you know, just trying to chase after that many titles. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give someone or the younger version of you who is wanting to possibly get into the sport? And it can be intimidating. Um, what advice yeah. would you give somebody starting out? Um, you know, there's there's a lot that I could probably say. Um, but one is definitely surround yourself with the the, the good people um, just because there's going to be naysayers and you know, people that will try and bring you down. And if you are surrounded by good people, they will help you through that. Um, But then, you know, enjoying the process. And that may sound corny, but really embracing and having fun, laughing through training, that's what it's all about. It's about feeling that passion and having that, that enjoyment and fulfillment throughout the whole process. Because when it comes to those really tough days, that enjoyment is what's going to get you through it. And when you're surrounded by the good people, when you're enjoying the process, there's no challenge that's going to step in your way and be too big. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I do too. It's getting me ready to go to the gym. I'm ready now. <laughs> Start my <myself>. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's seriously, good. thank you so much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. It's, it was an honor. It really was getting to speak to you. Yeah, so really, I know. Very time. Thank so, you. No, I really appreciate chatting with you guys. I know we've been trying to get organize this for a few weeks now. So um, I'm glad that we're finally able to get, yes. get connected. And where can people find you and follow you, Tia, if they are not? Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tia Claire One. Um, I also have a book and a YouTube wow. channel. Ooh, you have a book. Um, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. So my book is... I've written basically, you know, my whole um, upbringing and uh, like it's titled How I Became the Fittest on Earth. So 
Uh, it's my story so far from, you know, 2017 and uh, I do plan on writing what I have done since then. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that journey hasn't finished yet. So uh, part you know, two coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Have you, have you, um, is the book published? Is it available for people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and where can they yeah, buy that at? Uh, it's, so you can get it on my website. It's also through iTunes or Amazon. My website is uh, tiaclair.com. So super simple. Um, you can also see it or, or find it on my Instagram page bio. Um, and what else? I mean, you can always have a laugh on it on my husband and my uh, YouTube channel as well. Well, thank you so much again for giving us some of your time today. We really appreciate it. Of course. It. No, thank you for having me, ladies. All right, guys, girls, ladies, I'm really excited to um, announce a new sponsor that we have for the podcast. It is the Legends brand. It's a new favorite men's athletic apparel brand. It's based right in L.A. I'm really excited about this. I'm always snatching oversized sweatshirts, super comfy hoodies um, from my husband's side of the closet, and I am actually getting him some of these clothes as a gift this Christmas. The products are high quality um, with all of the performance features that you can expect as an athlete, but the style and comfort that makes for all day wear, which is extremely important for our lifestyle. They have some really cool versatile offerings like the Hathorne tech hoodies and the joggers. They feel incredible. They look amazing and they definitely won't break the bank. A lot of the athletic brands now are charging $100 or more for hoodies and sweats. Legends hoodies and joggers are only $75 right now. So take advantage of that. The legend brand combines high tech materials with fashionable styles. And seriously, the gear they've sent is perfect for our lifestyle. The workout gear that's great for kicking around the house and going out in town. So go ahead and visit thelegendsbrand.com forward slash reborn and use the promo code reborn20 to get 20% off of your next purchase. That's thelegendsbrand.com forward slash reborn and use the promo code in all caps reborn20. Save 20% off. Make your special someone happy this holiday. Get yourself a little something and enjoy. What an awesome interview oh my with God. Tia. I know. She's, She's really so sweet. positive. Yeah. I love that. She like took everything, like the haters and, you know, getting runner up twice. And she really just took that, ran with it and didn't look back. Yeah. She let it fuel her. She's inspiring. Very I'm, inspiring. I, yeah. That was a great interview. Are you going to start working on your, uh, your I s- am. snatch and jerks? I told, yeah, or I started telling <laughs> your my friends, I was like, my jerk and pulls. <laughs> Uh, I told my friends, I was like, I think I'm going to start doing CrossFit. And one of my friends actually was like, I've been thinking about it too. Nice. So we actually are going next week. And we're going to. You are. I am. You're going to go to a CrossFit gym. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go. Do you know which one you're going to go to out here? No. she She's the one that she's, she's like, I, I have a guy. I was That's like, sketchy. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to be at 
One Life. If you yeah. see me doing some snatches or some there you go. jerk and pulls. And remember what, what Tia said whenever she went to her first CrossFit class. She, she actually didn't it. go back for two months because yeah. she hated it. That might be me. It, it might, might not be, be. And then we might be seeing you in the games in 2021. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe. Never maybe. Know. We can never only say never. <laughs> never say never. Um, so... It's the best time of the show. We're getting to hear from the viewers. So I got a few questions lined up. Um, So this kind of goes back to training and just jumping in, you know, dip your toe in the water. For someone who is starting to train, starting to, you know, get in that athletic lifestyle, um, they want to know which one of your programs Mm -hmm. is a good fit. Just for that entry-level athlete that's like... You know, just want to get back in shape, want to do yeah. something, want to move. Yeah, that's actually that's a kind of a tough question to answer, especially for right now, because I'm one of the the big uh, answers to that question is what type of equipment do you right. have readily available to you with everything kind of being just, you know, dispersed and you can't have full access to your training facility that you used to have. Maybe you don't have a lot of gym equipment at home. So, yeah, let's like for, I guess... You know, just because we don't know anything about mm-hmm. this viewer. Mm-hmm. So your Joe Schmo has like 10 pound dumbbells at their house, mm-hmm. like, or just little weights, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah. They there have their a, body and yeah, that's it. Yeah. There was a program that I created uh, about two years ago called Dumbbell Crew and it's a full body training program. And all you need is um, one set, or it's even better if you have two sets of dumbbells, a lighter weight set, and then a little bit heavier weight set, and then a box or a bench, or you can even use a chair. Uh, but that that's a great training program, and it's good, honestly, for all levels of fitness, whether you're a beginner or you're an intermediate or you're just needing something to like switch it up. That's a really good training program. If you're looking for... Um, a program that is moderate to advanced um, and has a lot of functional uh, movements in it, similar to CrossFit, you would want to look at Pipitter. Which Pipe to Isn't this that day, one of your most popular? It is one of my most popular ones. So there's Pipitter 1 and then Pipitter 2. Um, and then there's another one that goes on from Pipitter. It's called Pinnacle, which is also really hard. Like the vodka. There's a vodka called Pinnacle Vodka. Oh, I don't know. It's disgusting. Is it? Oh, gosh. There's well, like, don't. I like PT. No relation to the disgusting Pinnacle Vodka and the Pinnacle training. I just have, like, really bad, like, memories, huh? memories of college of having whipped cream Pinnacle. Wow. Or it's, it's whipped cream vodka. And I, it, my, my girlfriend bleh. and I used to sneak out of my house. Um, okay, like, Rebel. By, yeah, by this, we called it the Red Shed. And we would drink uh, shots of, do you know, a 99 Bananas? Yes, uh, or like peppermint schnapps. Okay, I can't do like. Um, I cannot if I even smelled any of those. Any like, peppermint liquor, I automatically will projectile vomit. It doesn't matter where I am. Yeah. My sobriety level, um, I will because it scarred me for life. Yeah. So I try to stay away from peppermint yep. anything. Yeah. It's gross. Ninety nine so, bananas. Ninety nine bananas. Jesus. Yeah. I I haven't had that since I was. I mean, I was, first of all, way under the age that I should have been drinking. But, you know. You got to learn. Country girl out there <laughs> wanted to <laughs> try, try, try a little bit of a 
99 yeah. bananas. That freaking burn, man. It's like nail polish with yeah. a scent of banana. I didn't know any different. I, I, I remember I, we'd have to have like you crazy chasers. You have to have shitty <laughs> liquor to advance and to appreciate the good yeah. liquor. Now we can appreciate <laughs> different yeah, types can, of liquor. We, on this show, we definitely do. We appreciate our liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got another question. Um, There's another fit one, fitness one. Um, so this listener is struggling with a certain area of their body. They've been, they said they've been constantly working out, but they're still struggling with that lower belly area. Mm-hmm. So, what is your advice to like really tighten and you know build that muscle and lose that fat Mm -hmm. in that area. I'm assuming this is a female. Uh, Yeah, I would assume so as well. Yeah. So, um, the first thing is that unfortunately we can't spot reduce. It has to be a full, um, collective effort for females, especially, uh, that can be the lower. If you're talking, if she's talking about the lower belly area, that can be the most difficult place to lose weight uh, for a couple reasons. Your whole reproductive system is there, first yeah. of all. Which and is what's a- crazy is like your body actually tries to protect those areas yeah. and it'll hold on to the fat mm-hmm. till the very, I mean, just, it, it just, your body wants to hold on to that fat that protects like your, your reproductive area. Um, it can be frustrating. I would say whenever, and I've had three C-sections, um, what and I, I've always had a really big belly when during my pregnancy. I noticed a huge difference whenever I started doing weighted core exercises. I think that's really important. And it took like after I had my first two um, trip and cash, it wasn't until after I had my third, I started doing weighted core exercises. And I could what do tell you mean a by weighted huge core? difference. So, using weights, like don't just do body weight core exercises because our our abdominal wall is actually extremely thin it's almost like if you think of like a a piece of paper so um you can you can even train your core every single day like i know uh it's best to train your upper body one day and then take a break and then you can train your lower body but when it comes to your core you can actually train that every single day and you have to think of of your core it is it is very thin so um you can increase the muscle size and the density of your core by doing weighted exercises. And if somebody were to uh, just try that, give it for like four weeks of just the consistency, you don't have to lift your, lift your core every single day, but just the consistency of when you're doing your core that you, um, you use the weight and you, you make it, you become proactive whenever it comes to your core training. Uh, Other than that, the only thing from my experience that has really helped me is I cut out all my dairy. The moment I cut out all my dairy. No one talks about that. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. Like I, so I have something that runs in my family and this is, it's primarily, it's all women. Like men do not, it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so um, it's basically like a disorder of my reproductive system, blah, blah, blah. And there's, food that has like I forget the technical term but it's like genetically modified food so like you're talking about your dairies and like 
your gluten and everything. It inflames my mm-hmm. reproductive system. Mm-hmm. So I bloat yep. super bad. And like, I, it, I struggle losing weight, but dairy is like, no one talks about how bad dairy can be for you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love cheese. And I, I, yeah. And I still have dairy sometimes. I, do, I do too. But I know that if, if I cut out dairy, that I automatically will lose the bloat. Yeah. Like if you, if you cut out all your dairy for at least like a week or two weeks. Um, or just cut back on it. Yeah, just cut back on it. You don't so, need cheese on everything. Th- there was also a time that I was pretty hardcore paleo. I didn't do any dairy oh, you at did all. Paleo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done paleo, keto. I've 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 experimented with pretty much all mm-hmm. types of uh, eating and nutrition, except for I've never been like a vegan or a vegetarian, which I've wanted to actually. I'm like interested in that just to like kind of go down that journey for a while, but I don't feel like I'm equipped with enough yeah, recipes and, and knowing I, how to like cook for myself and my family. I feel like the, one of the things with doing the vegan and the vegetarian, it's like, okay, there's a lot of things that play and roll to your body. You need to listen to your body mm-hmm. and do it properly. Don't just like, you're like, it's vegan and it's like, you know, 10,000 calories. To yeah. Because I have yeah a just, because, just like, because you're vegan doesn't mean you're healthy either. Yeah. You, you know, you need to make sure you're getting the right nutrients that you need because mm-hmm. it, again, food is fuel for mm-hmm. your body. So treat your body like a machine, give it the good stuff. You know, once in a while you want to put that cheapo gas in it. It's like yeah. not going to destroy right. the engine, yeah. but yeah, I had a hard time after I was, I was extremely strict paleo. And then I started adding dairy back into my diet. It, it was almost like I made myself lactose intolerant. Oh my God. Yeah. So it took a while. I had to basically do some sort of like reverse dieting um, to where I could go out and have ice cream if I wanted to have ice cream and not worry about getting sick. And I'm fine now. Like I'll have, you know, a whole milk latte or something if Mm -hmm. I wanted or heavy cream if I wanted, but I am mindful of it. And I I love the cheeses as well. I think we're lucky that there are so many alternatives now. Mm -hmm. I have almond milk, um, Greek yogurt because that was one of my favorites Mm. and I never wanted to give it up. Almond milk Greek yogurt is really good, and I don't feel as shitty after. Nice. And, like, they, okay, I will not lie. I do not like vegan cheese. I do not like yeah. dairy-free cheese. Because it can be, like, really sodium. Yeah. Like, well, I'm Italian, too, and yeah. I just, like, don't fuck you with You want the, the real stuff. I want yeah. the real shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to have fake mozzarella. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. It's against my, like, culture. Right. I feel like to do that. That makes but, sense. But, yeah, I... You know, diets and exercise. I feel like diet plays. Do you think diet plays a big role in like that, losing that lower body? That diet, yeah. I think I think diet's a, a huge thing. But what I say see is that a lot, and women are the worst that we make ourselves so we're hard on ourselves. Yeah, we we come really hard on ourselves, and it's just not enjoyable. Like no. it has to be fun. You have to have a, a diet and even like an exercise routine that's that fits your lifestyle. Yeah. I'm not saying that. You know, there is a part of uh, dedication and discipline that comes with achieving uh, a more fit lifestyle and mm. a healthier fed lifestyle when it comes to nutrition. But it shouldn't be, you shouldn't feel like that you're yeah. like a prisoner. No, you need to love your body. You need to love your body. Like there's always going to be blow. There's always going to be a little some, some yep. there. You know, I have a little some, some. I think it's cute now. I'm like, hey, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, wake up in the morning. My, you know how, like, that morning stomach, everyone's like, oh, you just, like, you know, you went to the bathroom. You're just feeling, like, extra skinny legend that morning. <laughs> I'm like, I have that bloat sometimes. And, like, uh-huh. that's just because that's the way my body is. Yeah. And I know I'm working out. Right. And I know I'm doing everything right. So I'm like, you know what? If she's going to chill there, she's going to chill there. I'm going to love it. <laughs> I'm going to love my little belly. Love the body no matter what. Love it. <laughs> 
I am super excited to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene that's safe, simple, and effective. That means you can expect only the best products made from the best materials to give you the best grooming experience possible. Now, I know the name can be a little misleading because it's called Manscaped. I think they should create a womanscaped ladyscaped yeah um i'm not gonna lie that before because i i got one of these for blue before he he was gone for a really long time and i knew that he probably needed a lot of help below the belt (laughs) (laughs) and uh i actually had it wrapped for him and put aside because we missed like we missed uh birthdays we missed anniversaries we missed like a couple different holidays so you cheated into the all-in-one gift yes it's perfect for every holiday it is yeah it's perfect for every holiday but i ended up i wrapped it for him but i ended up unwrapping it and using it and then wrapping it back and putting it back. Cause I mean, at first whenever I started learning about Manscaped, I was like, Oh, it's like, it's a Manscaped product. This is going to be. And then the more I started reading about Manscaped and like all of the ads and stuff, I was like, dang, this is like, why is it called Manscaped? Like I want to, I want to dabble. Like I want to play. <laughs> and um, so anyway, so ladies, it's not like, it's, it's definitely not a secret. Don't let the name fool you. They're not just for men. So, I am excited to be one of the first people to try the new Lawnmower 3.0 water resistant body trimmer that has just been released by Manscaped. This third generation trimmer comes with a ton of new upgrades like a powerful 7,000 RPM motor and a quiet stock technology. Shave in secrecy. Don't let anybody know what's going on behind the doors. It has a premium 90-minute lithium-ion battery with rapid charging dock powered by a USB, which means it's cordless and water-resistant, perfect for trimming in the shower with virtually no mess. And check this out. This LED light illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. And seriously... They've thought of everything, like a built-in adjustable training guard so you can choose your own adventure when it comes to length and design. Draw a star for Christmas. Maybe a snowflake. (laughs) (laughs) When you visit manscaped.com to get your own lawnmower cordless body trimmer, be sure to include the Peak Hygiene Plan. With the Peak Hygiene Plan included, you'll get a replenishment of all of your favorite Manscaped products straight to your door, hassle-free. Getting a new replacement blade for your body trimmer every three months means you'll always be getting a close, clean trim. Oh, and did I mention that each subscription pack also comes with a free gift? This month, I got a foot duster, antibacterial foot deodorant, which is perfect for my gym bag. And those of you who... No, I never wear socks. So having a foot duster, antibacterial foot deodorant available and accessible all the time is freaking genius. For a limited time, just because you're a subscriber to my channel, you are getting a special 20% off discount plus free international shipping when you visit manscaped.com and you use the promo code, all caps, A-S-H-H-20 at checkout. When you bundle... With my promo code, you're also going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. So ladies, what are you waiting for? It's time to ditch the pink razor and upgrade your grooming game with the big boys. 
All right, moving right into our homework segment. Uh, your homework this week is to try something new because just like Tia, she started Olympic lifting and then 18 months later, wasn't yeah, she in the Olympics? 18 months later, she, she was, was in, the in the Olympics. I mean, that is just... Holy shit. That is crazy. <laughs> you never know. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I love so many different types of training styles and the reason why I have so many different types of training programs out there because there is so much out there that you can go explore and you never know. There might be something that's sitting right around the corner from you that is going to be your next best thing and something that you just absolutely love, something that you just connect with and that you soar with and that it'll ultimately make a huge change in your lifestyle. So, and just like Lena, she's been trying all of these new things and you're going to go try CrossFit I'm for the try first CrossFit time. CrossFit next week for the first uh, time. Are you nervous? Yeah. yeah just because, you know. It's new. It, and it's you don't know what to thing. expect. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like back to like our previous episodes you know when I was just a wee thing on the reborn pod I was like I was scared yeah. I was scared of going to the gym and, yeah. and that's I mean, it's still a similar feeling but yeah. I feel more confident now especially having a friend with me to go yeah and all that is normal so that's your homework for this week go out there try something new go do some research skiing. see what's out there yeah what are roller go snowboarding go rollerblade or yeah do some curling yeah curling pull-ups yeah all of it. All that jazz and more. Yeah, go, uh, <laughs> yeah. go uh, cross-country skiing. You know, Ooh. There's, there's like endless, endless options out there for endless. you. So. My name is Ashley Horner. This is my co-host, Lena Del Rey. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's Reborn podcast. Make mm -hmm. sure you subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family. Give us some feedback if you have any questions that you would like for us to answer on the podcast. Make sure that... You get those to us by DM on the Instagram at RebornPod, or you can email us RebornPod at AshleyHorner.co, and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.